morning and welcome. My name is Vince Moorhead. I'm the Global Services Manager in Control Performance at Valmet Automation Systems. And today, in this podcast, we're going to talk about the five things you didn't know that you could do with Plant Triage. Plant Triage has a lot of components in it. And so even in our standard offerings, we have to be pretty selective to be efficient with our time and being able to also address the needs of uh, our end users. So oftentimes we'll come back or we'll get reapproached about different items that they came across and say, hey, you know, why weren't you able to go across this or why couldn't you show us that? And so we'll just talk about a few things here. And it's it's a podcast, so it seems a little clickbaity, but we'll begin to talk about five of the things that if you don't know, you should know that are available to you today in the recent versions of plant triage. So the first one we'll talk about will be using the tree map. There is an additional component in that tree map. This is a visual representation. It could be the entire site. It could be a subset of the site or maybe a sub list, if you will. And you guys that have used plant trees are familiar with our row sets, et cetera, that you can do active filters for. Within the tree map, we have both the the size component, which is one dimension as a as a an assessment, and then we have the color component, which we have as a another assessment. So we think of the tree map in two dimensions. Well, the other component, uh, aside from being able to look in a, a history and in a previous history as well, is the comparing before and after. What that allows us to do is look at two different informations, and it could be from last week to now, maybe a couple of months ago, it depends upon the availability of your, the data that's included in the system. And so what happens is the color dimension becomes the point of focus. And so you can look to see as the performance of that between the two time periods, has it improved? That would be a color in green. Is it about the same? We're talking about traffic lights in this example. So it'd be yellow, which is about the same. And then would it have would it be uh, considered a detriment or has it devalued over that time gotten worse? Those would be in red. So this is also a visual that would be possible within the setup. Item number two will be level tuning. In the version, at least version 19.3, and I'll be able to say that at that point, Confidently, I can say that the popular non-steady state level tuner that was in the standalone PID loop optimizer before it got converted over is now in the web page. So if you were able to go into the some data trends and you select the level, uh, the level loop, and after the level loop, select uh, drag and drop modeling which is how we, you know, force a position where we can manually manipulate our expected our expected results out of that, excuse me. Then the third option, aside from the first that are self-regulating with the first order with dead time and the second order with dead time, is going to also be the integrating one. With the integrating, you're going to have three bullet points for the process variable, and then you'll have 
two bullet points for the controller output. So you don't have to have a steady state within a level. You, in essence, can have a rising position and then a lowering or ascending position, like it's falling for the PV. That would create a cone, if you will. It could be up cone or inverted, depending upon whether you start a slope or not going up or down in inversion. And then for that controller output, you could take a look at when you made the output change. So for those systems that are a little bit more difficult, this allows us to put an overlay in for the level controllers. And this is now within the web browser. Uh, it's past 19.3. Another one would be interaction hotspots. Now, the actual item as an analysis tool has been in the system. And many people are definitely fans of our process interaction map. But within the interaction hotspots, it takes a similar approach, but we're looking at it in more of a, a matrix format. So with the process interaction map, what we're curious about is looking at an individual loop where we may be troubleshooting for exterior uh, or external uh, influences on that process loop, right? We can look at either singular disturbances or consistent oscillations. We can weigh that against loops outside of that. Um, upstream for the initial interaction and then downstream for those that may be affected by that. So being able to find a source, you get to see which ones are ultimately corrected or influenced by addressing the source loop. An interaction hotspot, what it's going to allow you to do is take a look at an entire area, maybe a unit that has like 20 loops in it, and look for those pairs of loops with high correlation without actually having, let's say, said cascade setups or feed forwards that may already be set. You're looking for opportunities to further refine your control schemes. And in that case, being able to troubleshoot scenarios becomes uh, strengthened in that aspect. So I believe we can add interaction hotspot as a bullet point three uh, to the setup. The next item will be reporting on assessment issues. And looking at the assessment issues with individual loops, if you have certain rights within the system, you're able to look at a problem solver that we have called admin loop assessment issues, right? And the idea there is we can list an individual loop and then look back over a day, a week's time. And most people are looking at the performance of the loop, and that's fine, understood. Oftentimes, you're curious about the fluctuations of the availability of the said performance of those loops. And so what this report does is it lists, and as been stated in many training courses, our reporting is flexible. So even though we present reports, you do have the ability to take away, add to, save it as something else and, and make it your own. But as an example, we'll discuss this one. And the idea is one of the loop, uh, oh, excuse me, one of the columns that are associated with this report is going to be called assessed. And in that assessed, the first question becomes, well, was it assessed, right? If you're missing information, you know, was it assessed or, and it becomes yes or no. If it becomes yes and it's unconditional, then it's a simple yes. 
all systems are go. You're not expected to miss many of the 80 plus assessments that we have in our system. However, it is possible that it can do the assessments with a, a great yes, and then it'll give a reason for why the assessments in mass were limited. Maybe there was missing information. Um, maybe that the status was um, not continuous for the entire period. We do have conditions under which a performance, as it were, were filtered out because of overall conditions there. I mean, data quality and availability matter just as much as what's being you know offered for the performance. On the flip side will be you know the no side, right? You're missing a performance block because, hey, the PV wasn't available. For some reason, that went out. And then that can give you, take you down the path of trying to understand, okay, was there a blip in data? Why has it now been down for two days, et cetera? You have those possibilities. So not only can you get the yes for NY, but you can also get the no and the why. So I would say looking at the admin loop assessment issues, um, this is going to be bullet point number four and a very strong one. The last one we'll mention and this has been pretty popular for us in the last two or three years, is that each of the reports, and this is bullet point number five, each of the tabular reports, as it were, can be exported as spreadsheets. That part isn't new. However, what you didn't know or you can learn on today is that with those Excel sheets, you can import those to other applications. One of the important or popular ones that we've come across is Power BI. And some people have gotten to a place where they can automate that setup. I know Power BI to be pretty popular and I believe it's also free, don't quote me. However, there are plenty of tutorials on YouTube, plenty of uh, how-tos, et cetera, to make that happen. So if you're looking to extend or even automate your analysis when it comes to plant triage, even with all the assessments, uh, you can take it further with third-party applications with simply exporting the Excel spreadsheet. I certainly want to appreciate and uh, give my um, uh, thanks to everyone that supports this podcast. And I uh, want to let you know that those are the five items that we wanted to say, hey, you can go in and investigate those for your understanding. So bullet point one, the before and after for a tree map. Being able to visually see which loops have improved, nothing's really changed or the performance has been uh, detriment over that time frame. That the non-steady state, bullet point two, that the non-steady state level trainer, level tuner, excuse me, is in the web page now under tuning and analysis. You have to have at least the analyst level uh, rights in order to do that. The third one, making more use of the interaction hotspot. Again, with the process interaction map, the idea is that you have one individual loop that you're going to compare across other loops. With interaction hotspots, you're looking for opportunities with multiple pairs across that area or even the entire site. Number four, making use of the admin loop assessment issues problem solver. And the expectation there is that maybe you're trying to understand the absence or the, the quality of said loops that are available 
And that particular loop for those periods can explain for each assessment cycle what's happening. If it's a pure yes, then it'll give a reason. Um, it, it can give a reason for items that may not be there. Um, if it's no, then it can also give a reason to say this was missing, um, no status online, et cetera. And then finally, um, Excel reports can be uh, exported and used for other third party applications uh, to further your analysis, if you like. Okay. This is Vince Moorhead with the podcast. And I appreciate your time. Take care, everyone.